Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Lawrence Taylor speaking from the Kenilworth Baptist Church, and this is Reflection on the Scripture. Thank you for joining with us today, and we're going to look at another important controversial issue. Today is the Gay Pride March. Let me just give you a little background on how this uh, event began. Back in 1968, uh, there was a tavern called the Stonewall Tavern, or bar. Uh, And a uh, number of um, people had a confrontation when at bar with the police. Now, this bar was catered primarily uh, to um, transvestites. Um, and they were often uh, black and Latino. And they were constantly being uh, harassed by the police. So one summer day, uh, these um, transvestites and patrons of the bar said they had enough. Now, it was quite obvious that this was racial profiling in the sense that there was also a white bar right near this uh, stone wall, and the uh, patrons there were never harassed by the police. And so the um, people began to fight back, resist this police harassment. It became known as the Stonewall Uprising. And as a result, it is commemorated every year. People from all over the world come down. They have other gay uh, pride marches too. But New York is the big one because this happened in the village. I think uh, from my understanding is that the, the route changes uh, every year. But I know that... Um, in the past, they usually ended up in the, the village um, to commemorate the fact that this took place in Manhattan. Now, what is this all about? <clears throat> well, it is a movement that affirms homosexuality. It is a movement that says that uh, gay people should not be harassed and they have a right to enjoy the same civil liberties that everyone else enjoys. And in that respect, I support that idea. I don't think any group should be signaled out uh, and be harassed and deprived uh, because of their sexual orientation, religious persuasion, race, Uh, So, in that sense, I am all for it. But let's keep something in mind. Uh, I am a biblicist. And a biblicist is someone who is committed to the Bible. So, while at at one point, I do not believe that homosexuals, uh, no matter what the homosexual um, brand may be, uh, should uh, be deprived of civil liberties uh, 
at the same time, to believe that it's not a practice that can be condoned by the church. Because the Bible condemns it. Now, I say this at risk because, you know, I, I have relatives who are homosexual. Uh, I have uh, people I know I work with who are homosexual. And, of course, we want everybody uh, to listen to the Word of God. And you don't attract people by condemning them. But you also don't help them by not telling them what the Word of God says. Let's remember something. Uh, as far as this ministry is concerned, we stand on the integrity of the Word. And what I mean by that, the integrity of the Bible, is that we accept the Bible as the ultimate authority that it is divinely inspired. So if the Bible condemns this practice, then it is uh, something that we can't try to rationalize, as so many churches have, and uh, try to um, justify this kind of behavior. In Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22, it reads, You shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. It is an abomination. Now, note, note that expression, it is an abomination. In chapter 20 of Leviticus, verse 13, if there is a man who lies with a male as those who lie with a woman, both of them have committed a detestable act. They sh shall surely be put to death. Their blood guiltness is upon them. Now, a lot of people would say, yeah, okay, but Leviticus condemns a lot of practices. Uh, so, for instance, it talks about moving a post uh, in terms of a person's house or boundaries. And they say, well, that, that's condemned too, all right? Would you, would you say that that's an abomination today? Or that it says in Leviticus that if uh, children uh, rebel against their parents, they should be taken outside the city and stoned to death? Actually, that's probably not a bad idea. Okay, but anyway... Uh, I'm just joking. Uh, that that um, yes, it's true. We 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 don't um, say that today either. Uh, nor do we say that homosexuals should be taken out and condemned and put to death either. But the point is that we know what God thinks about the practice. That's the point. That God, well, God condemns it. And it is not just confined to the Old Testament. So, for instance, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul wrote in verses 9 through 11, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, 
nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. What's encouraging is what the Apostle Paul goes on to say in verse 11. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. So note how he defines the Corinthian church. He says the Corinthian church was made up of a lot of people who were formerly in these categories. Uh, he says there were those who were deceivers at one time, those who were fornicators, those who were idolaters, those who were adulterous, uh, those who were thieves and covetous and drunkards and revilers and swindlers, but also those who were effeminate and those who were homosexual. And that's what the church was made up of. But look at what else he says in verse 11. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the spirit of our God. God justified them, declared them right when they believed in Jesus. Uh, they were washed. They were sanctified. Now, all people have some background, and homosexuality is not a sin that is worse than other sins. You know, I, I, I can imagine somebody standing up in a church testifying, saying, I used to be a, an alcoholic, a drunkard, but I got saved. God delivered me from that. And you know what the people in the church would say? Amen, brother. Thank God for that. If someone said, hey, I was a, a, a reviler, broiler. I used to fight and had a bad temper, but God delivered me from that. What would the people say in the church? They would say, amen, brother. Right on. But if a guy stood up and said, you know, I used to be a homosexual, probably the amens would get a little thin. I'm, I'm sure some people would say, amen, but I ain't going camping with them. <laughs> so uh, this, this is, you know, unfortunately, we, we put that sin above others. Uh, and that is uh, such an unfortunate thing because the Apostle Paul puts it all together. And he says, this is what the church was made up of. And he says, you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now we have to acknowledge that God does not look kindly upon the sin of homosexuality, but that is true with every sin. Here's an interesting description in Romans chapter one. In Romans chapter one, the apostle Paul begins to list all the sins of the Gentile nations. Uh, and he says in verse 22, professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for the image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and of four-footed animals and crawling creatures. So he said, look, human beings went from being monotheistic, believing in one God, and then they became polytheistic, believing in many gods. You know, interesting, 
anthropologists would tell you just the other way around. They would say first you had polytheists and then they um, advanced into monotheism. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says no human beings were at one time first a believer in one God. Then they degenerated into the belief of many gods. And that's the point that I want to make here. He depicts the sense as a degeneration. You're going down, down, and down. And so what was God's response? It says in verse 24, therefore God gave them over. Now look at this. God gave them over. In other words, God said, do it. You insist on doing it. Therefore, I would allow you to do it. And so to the point where we got parades and and, and people just um, celebrating uh, the, these kinds of activities. But it says, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Do you know why they needed to create these gods? Because they needed some God who would justify their behavior. See, the true God of the Bible, they don't want because he will not condone their behavior. So they needed to get rid of that God and get gods that would condone their behavior. I mean, it tells us that they worshiped animals. In fact, it says crawling creatures. That means that they they degenerated so much that they even worshiped roaches. That's how far gone the human race has, has gone. So it says in uh, this uh, passage, uh, in verse 26, for this reason God gave them over to degrading passions. For the women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. Now note how homosexuality is described here. It is described as something that is unnatural. And in the same way also, the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire towards one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. Now you may say, how could people go that far? And the reason why is because we are told that their minds were darkened. So people believe now, although there is absolutely no biological evidence for it, that they're born homosexual, that there's a thing called a homosexual gene. They've never discovered this gene. They can't identify it, but they say that that's just the way people are. I got another suggestion. And that one comes from the Bible. And it comes from uh, verse 20 and 21 of Romans chapter 1. Where it says, for since the creation of the world is invisible attributes and his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. God made himself known and intuitively they know that there is a God. 
But even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish hearts were darkened. See, what has happened is that the mind is so degenerate, it's so depraved that people believe that this is the way God created them. And they even make that argument, God created me this way. So why are you condemning me? Because the Bible says that that is a falsehood. God did not create you that way. So I know that this is not popular. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, I have to be true to the word of God. So um, I just wanted to share those uh, thoughts with you on this um, so-called Pride Day. And I hope if there's anyone who is held captive uh, to that way of life, that God will illuminate their minds so that they will come to know the truth of the gospel. Uh, This is Pastor Taylor speaking. Thank you very much for listening and see you next time.